Welcome to Blackbeat Podcast. My name is John Washington, and I'm the CEO and editor-in-chief of Flossom Media, and I'll be your host today. Where we're always and where we never, and we don't really care, we just take an unapologetically Black approach to profiles. The people and stories are significant in advancing the connectivity of our community. Today, we are honored to introduce Eliza J. Friday. He is the president and CEO of Aging with Support, Inc., a nonprofit organization in the state of Oregon that was established to provide community outreach and raise awareness to healthcare challenges faced by aging adults. The organization provides invaluable information that's and systems to help older individuals receive benefits without barriers through their CEP, Communicate, Educate, and Participate program, and serves as an advocate for all aging adults in any type of living environment through their multifaceted services. Welcome, Elijah. Elijah, today I, we'd like to uh, tell the world a little bit about what you do. Um, tell us a little bit about your background, Elijah, you know, things like your personal background, your education, uh, your work experience, those types of things. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Okay. Well, my story starts about 15 years ago, um, when my mother had a stroke, um, long story short, I was her, I was her caregiver for 10 years. Wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, I could see... I'm, as I'm her caregiver, I'm developing these skills and I could see where there was a lot of um, gaps in the healthcare system for you know, aging and disability individuals. Um, so that's how uh, Aging with Support uh, came to. Uh, a little bit, um, my education, um, I have a bachelor's in kinesiology and a master's in public health. Um, I'm also a certified uh, gerontologist what is, <laughs> tell us a little bit about a gerontologist, uh, Elijah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? Well, you, you, you make food, you're a sociologist or something like that. What does that mean? Tell well, us a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just the study of, 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 of age, of aging adults. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, what, what, what drew you into that, man? I mean, what, I mean, I know you was taking care of your mom, but was that what sparked it for you? That you just well, something became aware, you just, you know, something just popped out at you and said, damn, there, there's the thing. I see this. Let me go, let me go rectify this. Let me go deal with this. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what, what was it? Well, I was always wanting to be in the healthcare field. Um, wow. And originally I had went to school to become a physical therapist. Um, but, you know, that didn't, obviously that didn't happen. Um, and then, you know, I, I was put on a different trajectory where, you know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver for my mom. I'm the only child. And um, just that learning experience just guided me towards the aging and disability side of everything. And I started, I could apply my kinesiology degree to it. I got a master's in public health because that's such a broad field. So um, yeah, I just started leaning towards that just because of the life experience that I've had. Right on. Well, what was it about, you know, taking care of your, your, your family, your mom, and 
that kind of stuff. What was it that jumped out at you see that you saw was a was a need? Yeah, what, what was that moment? Tell us a little bit about that moment that it became you became aware of something that you needed to get after. Well, um, and that and that's why I implemented uh, my my set program, communicate, educate, participate. Um, just because there's a a lack of communications between um, doctors and patients, and having the patients um, get the best care for themselves. Um, there's a lot of uh, low health literacy among individuals, especially aging individuals. And I saw a lot of that. That was my biggest concern for my mother. So I would always be present, be there, make sure I had the knowledge to, uh, to help her as well. So you just felt like it was just something you needed to do to get out in front of because you saw that your mom and you see that aging adults are, are vulnerable is that just Absolutely. you know that they're vulnerable for people to take advantage of and and that they begin some of their skill base bases begin to diminish and as a result of that it's more like they just need some protectors they need someone there looking over them and, and taking charge of their affairs to some degree so that uh, like more like an advocate on their behalf is that what i'm Absolutely. hearing you say yeah absolutely an advocate absolutely it's very important very important to um, advocate especially for you know vulnerable individuals as you mentioned um, who may not understand you know about their health that their as their health starts to decline um, it's very important that they're involved and know exactly what's going on and that will better um, serve them and meet their needs as well so how long has your organization been around man uh, not long. Uh, it'll be two years in February. Two years in February. And yeah. you're, are you a nonprofit or a for-profit organization? Uh, we're a nonprofit organization. You're a nonprofit. Wow. And you set up here in Oregon. And, and so tell us a little bit about the services that you offer, man. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So we offer um, services such as Medicare, Medicaid, set up or um, assistance in um, maybe finding a plan that suitable for that individual. Also, we do um, transportation set up where we help disabled uh, individuals um, make sure they get to their medical appointments and everything. And also um, we do adaptive equipment solutions where, um, and that's another program that we have uh, implemented into uh, the organization called Benefits Without Barriers, um, but basically a, uh, adaptive solutions where we can get um, them adaptive equipment um, so that, you know, they can, they can use that, utilize that, and um, that would better help them as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What's your brother? You got brothers and sisters, man? Elijah? Uh, uh, half, half. Half. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, they, what, they, what they think about your endeavor you know what what uh, have you when they look at you doing this do they say wow man you might have bitten off more than you can chew or what, what, what are they saying are they saying damn man you're the um, hell of a fella man <laughs> yeah. well i've always been a goal uh go-getter so i mean that's pretty much what what we say Friday means the last name Friday means go get her. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you ain't the midnight man, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you're the Friday man. <laughs> All right, my brother, you go go get her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. the fact yeah, that you yeah, get so they're, they're not surprised. <laughs> right on, right on, man. And, and I'm 
and and neither am I, man. I, you know, I'm so glad to see young African American men decide to get up and get after it. And this is the that's my mantra in life also, and it has been. And and so, man. But uh, you know, and as I'm getting up in age myself, man, uh, you know, it's good to hear that these types of this type of consciousness is available out there, man, because that's some of my concerns too, man. I mean, you know, I, I live alone, you know, I'm getting up in age, you know, uh, I have things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm moving around, you know, I got some health needs and this and that, I, you know, so it's important that I, you know, and then I, I, as I get older, I've developed this sickness, this, this sickness and disease called sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes I remember some sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the day was one of the days I remember some Jenny Liza. You, you just in front of me. I need a few advocates to get me going to where I need to be going, but damn. Yeah. You know, but uh, tell me, Elijah, all joking and kidding aside, what what do you see are some of the greatest challenges uh, facing our aging adults today, man? I mean, what are you starting to observe? There's some of those real tangibles that you can give me some examples of that you're starting to recognizing as some manifestations going on in aging adults today? Uh, well, overall, just aging successfully, you know, um, people or aging adults uh, not having those resources to age successfully. Um, and that's what we're here for. Um, as you know, Alzheimer's is very pre uh, prevalent in the aging community. And um, yeah, just trying to, focus on um, diseases like that um, to try, try to mitigate them um, so they can age successfully. That's, that's my biggest thing <laughs> is just having people age successfully without maybe without a caregiver, you know, those are some examples and, and just being more independent and yeah, and living well, a, so how a do you good, set healthy that, life. So how do you set that pathway, Elijah? I mean, what, what is, cause I remember hearing TD Jake say some things a while back, he say about about us. He say, um, young people don't prepare to get old, and old people don't prepare to die. You know, and so there's a preparation that goes on. There's a consciousness. Is that what you're working on? The consciousness about the the transition, or are you actually providing some type of tangible uh, that you can give as a textbook, or as a as a classroom, or as a training, as a uh, what, as a structure, as a construct that is around them? What is that thing you have that you find that is unique and that is uh, important? Right. Um, so we, uh, you know, both pretty much. I mean, we provide those resources and tools, but on the other hand, we are hands-on as well uh, through our programs. I, I feel like those are life-changing, you know, uh, for some people, um, you know, they they gain the knowledge and and I think that's that's pretty much that, that's pretty much it I, I find that you know being hands-on it makes all the difference okay so Elijah take me through this experience just for a brief moment okay work with me a second I'm a I'm a person that shows up here I am an aging adult mm -hmm. and I'm in need take me mm -hmm. through a process that when I show up at your doorstep where am I going what's what's next on my on my on my journey here? Well, uh, you know, first we have to find out uh, what your goals are, what your need is and what your goal is to um, address that need. 
And then, um, you know, if we can help you with the services that we provide, then we will. Um, so say um, you need help with um, getting a Medicare, Medicaid care plan, um, we can do that for you and we can find out, you know, your, your medical history and, and see what's the appropriate one for you because um, a lot of times people, older adults are paying more than what they need to be paying with the supplemental insurance. And, you know, that older you get, the more it is for your premium. So, I mean, I had clients, that was an example of a client that I, I had in the past who was uh, overpaying <laughs> and, um, you know, just things like that, that you shouldn't have to worry about that also helps with the, um, with the transition of aging. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, so how you guys been affected in this climate, man? I mean, with, you know, all that's going on right now, man, Elijah, what's, how is it affecting you or have you been affected? Have your business been affected while under this, this environment that we're in right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, definitely um, operations have been curtailed um, significant, significantly. But, um, you know, just because we working, we're working with a vulnerable population, it's hard to do some of the outreach that we like to do, the events, you know, get ourselves more known. Um, and our volunteers, you know, we've had to get PPE for them to protect them and our clients. Um, so, you know, yeah, and, and then we're not able to do a lot of the classes that we want to do to help with aging, uh, such as exercise classes and, and uh, programs that we like to do. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's affected us uh, a, a lot in a lot of ways. In, in your in your background and your experience, man, I mean, you know, because like I said in the beginning, you know, Blackbeat is unapologetically black, you know, um, and it's real in the, in the realization of that consciousness, man. I mean, do you believe race plays a part in in in, in the type of care people aging adults receive in this country? Mm, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that goes for any age, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it does play a, a, a role that shouldn't be there, but it is there, absolutely. I mean, uh, doctors already have their biases, um, already have their studies that they learned in the classroom about you know, African-Americans or Hispanics, who, whoever, you know, predisposable diseases or, um, you know, so they already have that and they're not really, sometimes that kind of, creates a barrier for the best health care that uh, that individual could receive. Wow. You know, uh, Eliza, you're starting to get my curiosity now, man, because you're a young fellow, man. Uh, you're real conscious about some of these things, man. What is your take on some of this stuff as you perceive it in our society today? What, as a black, as a young black man, uh, you know, going into business, doing those things, do you find that you're somehow another experiencing Tell me a little bit about your experience in this environment, man. For you personally, as a black man, um, with my like? non no with, with, my the, with this no with the with the pandemic and with the the race and uh, unrest that's going on right now. And how how are you handling all this? What's it like for you? Tell me um, about your experience. Yeah, um, you know, uh, for me, uh, I, I mean, I am handling well. I, I I've always been aware of of it, you know, the racism. 
I'm just happy that um, it's finally being acknowledged um, that it's that it's you know people try to cover it up or whatever. But I'm glad that it's finally being it's getting out there. People are knowing, and I'm hoping that you know there will be changes to come later on down uh, the road. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, I so, definitely. So, so you remain consciously uh, optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. What can you do? <laughs> you know, I, well, hopefully, I, you know, man, I'm deferring that back to you. <laughs> you know, I done fought this fight for a little while. The question is, what yeah. you gonna do? You yeah, know, how you, yeah. gonna, how you gonna help I us mean, get a little I, closer? Yeah, yeah I know. I know I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step up to you, Elijah, and I'm gonna come find your organization here. It's about another ten, five to ten years. I'm gonna say, Elijah, help me. I ain't got no welfare, no social care, no nothing. Help me find my way. I need a place to live, even. Do you help people also yeah. assist them with living conditions and yeah. all that kind of stuff, too? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So you taking yeah, we... that, big, that big enchilada and you raising, trying to raise that whole big picture around aging adults. Right. Absolutely. And are you yeah, finding there's a need? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. And uh, are you finding it that uh, our society and and our state and those and and the people who work in the arena with aging adults are you finding your your services being received well or optimistic? People are optimistic about them and embracing them. Or tell us a little bit about that experience. Absolutely, yes. People are definitely um, embracing it. Um, like I said, we're hands on, and that's a lot of times people don't get that, you know. Especially um, older adults who are independent, live on their, live by themselves, live on their own, um, and maybe sometimes family members are just not there to um, assist them. So um, you know, we're we're hands on, and and that's greatly appreciated. We also what we do is. We uh, send out uh, surveys uh, to see how we did, and we always get uh, great feedback. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and of course, we can always improve, but, um, you know, we're learning as we go. So you actually got case managers, and you keep act active files and milieus on your clients, and, and, um, and are you a part of a, a larger consortium or a continuum of care? I happen to be a clinician, man, for the last for 15 years of my life, you know, so I've worked in the mental health fields. I've also owned some care homes around the state of Oregon over the years. And so, I, you know, I'm familiar a little bit about what you're talking about, but I'm, the construct, I'm really fascinated with, with, with so broad the construct could have to be. So you're telling me you're employing outreach workers and case managers and you have a running database system that allows you to be a, an overall continuum, be a part of a continuum of care for aging adults? Absolutely, yes. Right on, man, yeah. right on, yeah. right on. Yeah, we're, many, we're, go ahead, how many I was clients say, you, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, we have um, mostly uh, great exceptional volunteers. Um, so that's mostly what we're, you know, people who just have the same, um, experiences I have or, you know, come from backgrounds where they know this, this is a need, they, they see the gaps in the healthcare system. So we have excellent volunteers uh, who have helped us step up to the plate. So do you employ people also? How many employees do you have an employee? Um, right, so we feel like the, the cause is, is more important. Um, so no, we, we mostly do volunteers, you know, and, and I've got a couple of employees, but 
other than that, they're they're mostly volunteers. Right on. So we, so that... we would like to put funding towards the cause, towards uh, the clients. So right yeah. on, man. Right on. And in light of the fact that you might have had a um, a hard go of it over the last almost last year, man. Um, you know, what about the CARES Act? Has the CARES, did you apply? Did your business apply to for the CARES Act itself? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, we did. Um, and we put those uh, those funds towards, uh, you know, PP, like I mentioned, um, we uh, were able to put some in for wages and in programs. So it helped us out a lot. Right on, man. Um, and so in some of those, were you were you happy to see how that that came about? Or would, <laughs> and how'd you how'd you find out about it, man? Who how'd you get alerted to the fact that the Oregon CARES Act was available and around to you? Um, actually, um, um, my, my wife and I, we were watching the news, uh, one day and, uh, we, <laughs> we saw it <laughs> and I just kept, uh, you know, keeping tabs on it. I was like, wow, this is, this is a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man, yeah. we, we, we fought the good fight in the beginning up front. We all came together, man. And, uh, and that was oh, another one of those it. moments when that unapologetically black part of this came in, you know, because <laughs> with, with every other place, you know, they always want to couple you with something or make you be right. a part of something. But we just felt like it's, it was just about that time for us to start taking care of ourselves, you know, Absolutely, I and, agree. and, and, you know, man, much respect to you because right along this line, this is, a, you know, I'm, I'm starting as I've interviewed you, man, I'm starting to feel more of the passion of what it is that you do and how significant it can become and how, how significant it is right now. And, and that is, is that, Black people don't receive the aging care that is, you know, a lot of times it's left up to their families and people. It's more of a community type of thing, man, for us. But it's not organized in that community effort. You know, it's not anybody keeping case management on Mr. Cooper down the street, you know, or Mr. Williams over across the block or, or, or Ellen. You know, we tend to see our aging people, but we don't know what they need. We don't know right. if they're suffering or, or what, you know, All we know is that right. they've been there forever and that, you know, and so I have a great respect for what it is that you're doing, man. And uh, what do you see as some of your challenges as you move forward, man? Uh, how do you, if you had to invite the community into what it is that you, that you're doing, what would be some of those things you would like to request from the community at this point? Um, you know, uh, just more, um, propaganda I, I, we need to expand our clientele we need to get out there you know we this is something that all communities need to know because everybody um has you know a, an older adult or knows an older adult in their life or is an older adult and it's just important um that it does take a, a community um and 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 that's what we need we just need the support um so we can expand what is your feelings about the CB19, the COVID virus at this point in time in our environment, man? How do you feel about that? Or what are your thoughts about COVID in our society today? Do you think it's real, not real? What are your thoughts? Uh, um, well, having a, a public health background, um, I, I, I know it's, it's real. Um, um, how the U.S. has been uh, handling, handling the issue, um, I am disappointed um but um yeah it's it's something that um definitely needs to 
to be addressed and uh, taken seriously. Um, but I, I just read an article this morning that um, we got some people vaccinated. We've got some, uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> some, uh, yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, we got yeah. some of the, uh, yeah, the vaccinations come in, and right. uh, some of the healthcare frontline workers mm-hmm. got vaccinated today. So I'm excited uh, to see uh, how that turns out. Cool. Cool. Out, yeah. Elijah, so where are you going from here, man? I mean, as you put your footprint in the dirt you know, in, in this effort, I mean, this young man sitting here in front of me today, where are you going, man? What, what's your next stop? You know, are you headed someplace? I mean, in terms uh, of your career? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, this, this is, this, I, I just wanted this to grow. I want this to be known, not just in Oregon, but uh, everywhere that's needed. Um, we, you know, want to put in more, uh, so, we want to build a transportation, non-emergency uh, medical transportation um, subsidiary that goes along with the nonprofit um, to help out more people. Um, so yeah, we just we're, what we want to do is just just grow. And I'm for me, I just want to keep learning and yeah, keep going. Yeah, you know, Elijah, you got your hands on a on a prize hog right about now, you know, and I and I would suggest you protect it, man, and. Uh, you know, take it. Hey, man, if you had a, you know, if you got a, a platform to shout out to a bunch of senior people today in this lifetime, man, what would you, what would you share with them? You know, um, you know, what would you say to elderly people today if they were listening to this communication between you and I? What would you, what would you shout out to them? Um, I would say to them that um, age ain't nothing but a number <laughs> for one thing. You know, um, you on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know, people are you know, I you know, I really want to go. I really want to say about my mission statement because um, we really that agent with support really follows, really strives to for that mission statement, which is um, that you know we are here advocating for older adults to, and providing them with the health, um, with the healthcare resources and tools that they need. That they need. And I feel like that's very important. I want um, all the seniors, if they're listening today, to know that, and that uh, we are here for you uh, any way, shape or form. Is there a cost to get involved with what you're doing? I mean, as far as the elderly people, do they have to extend any kind of payment or anything to you to be a part of your organization? No, no. It's all um, grant, grant funded, uh, nonprofit. So um, no, they don't have to worry about uh, any uh, paying any fees. And with some of some of my friends was looking with decent sized checkbooks. What would you want? What kind of support do you need from the community, man? Um, um, you know, just going back and 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 having the community acknowledge that. Um, that this is a need and that, um, you know, uh, building, you know, partnerships and, and having stakeholders is very important and the community is part of that. Yeah, man. Um, off the record, I think that you ought to tap into the Seoul District Business Association. Um, there would be some people that I would really strongly recommend you get, you, you get your contact information together with. Um, 
uh, and uh, there are several other organizations that we should be referring to you and you being a part of some consortiums. Um, I would like to also see your organization connect with the food uh, from the uh, field to the table uh, resources that are out there, because I think that your program has a lot more, um, you know, uh, uh, legs to it than I think that you maybe you're not conscious of or you conscious of. And I understand the slow build, but I still think that there could be some deliberate intent there. And there's a lot of lack of connectivity, but but once you have identified the reality factors of what the need is, then you can start connecting those dots to that need, you know, and that, that's going to be a real big important one. I, and there are a lot of opportunities out there because if we need to eat, we need to have housing, we need, and there's, so there's a hundred of those types of things that are out there that we are functioning with on a daily basis that I believe that they should be tapped into you and you should be tapped into them. Uh, so, right. so District Business Association, and what was that? Um, there was one other question that I wanted to ask you. Um, that what have you learned uh, as an organizational leader about business and, and are you statewide in your business efforts? Um, well, uh, no, we're not statewide. We, um, so we serve um, five counties, Marion, Polk, um, Lincoln, uh, Yamhill and Tillamook. Wow. Um, and yeah, and, and we, are solely, well, we felt we're not solely, but we focus more on the rural areas, the ones that don't have uh, the accessibility as someone else with living in a different area. So um, yeah, what, what I've learned about business is uh, <laughs> I'm still learning for one thing, um, but um, you know, just making clients happy, you know, that's, that's, I believe that's the most important thing, you know, reputation. Um, yeah, so that, yeah. that's the most important thing that I've learned about business. Well, Elijah, you know, as I, I stated earlier, um, this has been a real opportunity for me and an honor to meet you, young man. I re it really has been. And I applaud your effort and, and, and where your focus is. And I would love as, a, as a, a business owner and a few other things, hats that I wear over the years, I'd love to be a part of what your efforts are and see if how I can make some contribution to it because I think it's an admirable cause. And I also think that it's, a, it's, it's important for us to be uh, some of those original trail trendsetters, trail setters, you know, whatever that is. But one of the things that I've learned over the years of being that person is that a lot of times we seem to lay down the road or the pathway to getting to where we go, but yet we, we did not buy any of the real estate ourselves. In other words, we didn't put a building up on the road that we that right, we right. placed through there. And then somebody <laughs> else come back through there and put the houses up, the community and all that. Uh, you yeah. know, so they get the benefit of the road and the effort that you did. So it's always right, important right. for you to put a stake in the ground as you're moving, you know, at least claim the most valuable asset in the road on the roadway, you know, for yourself and your organization as you're moving through. So but I look forward to talking to you a little bit more about that, Elijah. And um, and you know, so with this uh, week's podcast, I am honored to say that Elijah, your program is ranking up there as one of the the higher, more important ones of our time today. And it's and I applaud you for seeing that pathway and investing in it. And um, and, and and do praise uh, to your mom and and Yahweh. You hear? And so, as a respect 
That concludes our podcast this afternoon. And is there any last minute thoughts you might have that you might want to throw out there to our listening base at this point in time as to what you might have gleaned through this interview as hindsight now that you might want to go back and, and make some clarification of? Um, I, well, I, I want to thank you for having me. And um, um, yeah, just you can find us on Google at Aging with Support. And um, yeah. Yeah, we're here for we're here for everyone. We're here for the older older adults, um, you know, caregivers, family members. So look us up, and we're here to help you. Much respect to you, Elijah. And again, this afternoon, and um, uh, that concludes our podcast for this afternoon. And and you have a good afternoon, and have a merry Christmas, Elijah. And and it was again, a, it was a pleasure to have some time to speak with you. You hear? I hear. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Respect, young man. Yes, me too.